8 a.m. on the drive home after the wedding, uh, she gets this craving for Shell gas station nachos at 8 a.m. Oh, I've been there, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's we, call how, that, we call that Tuesday. That's how you know you're either pregnant or Tyler. <laughs> and that's how we found out that Sarah was hungover. <laughs> and that's how I beat Shaq. Sorry. I thought we were just doing that's how thing. <laughs> Hey dads and non-dads, welcome to another episode of the Hey Dad Podcast. This is a podcast where three brothers, hey, and one guy who wishes he was our brother, hey, talk about dad stuff, and sometimes non-dad stuff. We feel like the portrayal of dads in pop culture didn't really represent us or our friends really well, so we decided to start a podcast to talk about what dad life is actually like for us. On today's episode, we talk about the getting pregnant journey that each of us went on, the latest Hey Dad activity box, and spoiler alert, it is superhero themed and it's super fun, and uh, a new segment we're calling Dad Lemmas. Okay, so I, I love, uh, as, as someone who's not a dad yet, we have not embarked on this whole getting pregnant journey thing. I love that we're talking about this because first of all, I'd love for you guys to like start way back at the beginning and just tell like our listeners not me i definitely know how it works but like where do babies come from (laughs) (laughs) so i feel like women always tell um they're like known for telling the birth pregnancy stories they're known for that they're known for it (laughs) if if i say the word women to you you're gonna think one thing yes birth slash pregnancy stories (laughs) but guess what guys we're taking pregnancy back yes from the women it's now it's now daddy's turn because historically speaking women have had too much that men should have (laughs) i think we should start with kevin because kevin you're the first person of all of us to get pregnant i remember just you feeling like uh, overnight you became just way more advanced than the rest of us it's like wow kevin and trisha they're having you like leveled up absolutely you were like boop 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 yeah, I, I do not remember feeling that way, so I'm glad, I'm glad you guys felt that way. So, uh, briefly, sort of our story. My wife and I uh, got married pretty young, and then, um, this is probably a, a fuller topic for another episode, but pretty quick after we got married, my wife went into a, uh, a pretty serious season of depression and anxiety. We, I was working a ton. We moved uh, a, a couple hours away from like where we grew up around our you know family and all of our roots. And it was just a, to be honest, it was a really crazy, crappy season. And so after trying everything else, we decided, well, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. Let's move home. Let's get close to family. And I took a little bit of time off between jobs. And at this point, I am like 24. 25? No, yeah, 25, 26. And my wife's a little younger than me. She's like 22, 23. And in that in that time off, we've got like, I think we had like $2,000 total in our bank account. And somehow I got like a Travelocity travel zoo, like one of those email deals where it was like, hey, you could fly to London for like $410. And my wife and I were like, let's do it. Like we don't have any money, but you know, let's let's do it, and and we've got the time off, and I think part of it was sort of this like desperate hail mary to like maybe this will fix you. I think that's what my like stunted newly married brain was. Maybe Europe, history's happiest country. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll go to England where everyone's full of joy. Wait, Derek, did you just refer to Europe as a country? <laughs> hold on. You're, you're telling me Europe's not a country. Wait a second. Hold on. Yeah, hold so we on. have we, we come home and we have like negative, we're overdrawn in our bank account because we miscalculated the exchange rate while we were gone. We're just making all kinds of good decisions. And so we are living with Trisha's parents. Trisha is totally depressed, anxious. We're like in over our heads, do not know how to deal with this. I haven't started this new job yet, and we have n- less than zero money to our name. And my wife starts feeling weird. And for like five or six days, she is convinced that she's pregnant. She keeps telling me she's pregnant. Turns out she was bit by a werewolf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a werewolf in London. In London. <laughs> oh! An American uh, Well done. Turns out she is – She's so she takes – Pregnancy test after pregnancy test. For like four days, she keeps taking negative pregnancy tests. And I get to the that point. That's a lot of peeing. The night, <laughs> it is a whole lot. A, lot, a whole lot of accurate peeing. Did she have you take a, a, some of them too? Target practice. Yeah, well, because we don't know who's pregnant. We don't yeah, know how yeah. it works. She didn't have enough. So then we um, it, we actually got in a big fight the last this, the night before we ended up finding out. Because it's like four straight days of her taking negative pregnancy tests. And she's like, can you please go get one more? And I'm like, Trisha, this is crazy, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually, she wins. I go get a pregnancy test. I'm starting my first it's day. It's a good thing you fought hard about that because pregnancy tests are very expensive. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was definitely a hill to die on in my marriage, <laughs> especially considering the mental, emotional state of my wife at the time. It was yeah. a good line to draw. Don't send me to Dollar General again. <laughs> yeah, totally. I hate CVS. <laughs> so so the next morning, I'm, I'm up pretty early. It's my first day of work in my new job. And I'm, I remember I'm in the shower. And she comes into the bathroom and she pees on the stick. And almost immediately it says she, – she wanted me to buy one of the digital ones. It says pregnant. Like it's – there's no ambiguity here. It says pregnant. And there's if, no sort of pregnant, kind of pregnant. Yeah. If you've been through this journey, you know – Mostly like, dead. There's not, there's not false positives with pregnancy tests. Like if there's any amount of the hormone that it's picking up, like that means you're pregnant. Mm. So she just holds it up, and I it's one of the like seminal moments in my life that I can remember exactly how I felt in that moment. I remember I like reached over, it was one of those bathtub showers. I like turned the shower off and I just sat down in the shower. And I can like still remember staring straight at the faucet and just feeling like, what are we gonna do? Like I we I I can't. Like I can't even like our marriage is like barely hanging on right now. We have no money. I we're so young. I am not ready for this. And so for us, then, it, be- it became this journey where we were just like, okay, well, this is something that we didn't plan for, that we weren't asking for, but it's still happening. And what we are not going to do is bring a baby into the world with anything other than like joyful expectation. Mm. And so for us, it became this like, we don't have to get there now. Like we're allowed to have a moment a week, a month, a few months where we're just sort of like freaking out and overwhelmed. But by the time this baby actually shows up, we are going to be ready for him or her and, and joyfully welcoming them into the world. And then the, the miracle of it all, and I think this is probably fodder for a future episode, um, uh, sort of unpacking this journey for us personally, is that somewhere along the lines, like some miracle or pregnancy hormones like rejiggering Trisha's brain chemistry but at a certain point when the sickness went away because Trisha was super sick when she was pregnant the uh the depression and anxiety were gone and so 
like that's for us that's something that's really cool for us is that like we always look at our firstborn not only for all the great things that he is for our family but also that he's this living breathing symbol of healing for our family and Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, a reminder of sort of like what we all came through together mm-hmm. so and he like knows that story and he'll talk about it with us like yeah like before I was born mommy was having a hard time but then I helped you know and so he has this sort that of like so cool. he's gonna have a really healthy outlook on his life in general he's gonna always brag about that project he's gonna be like totally. guys I I healed my mom he'll so. just be like are what you sad you? you should birth me <laughs> <laughs> are big time like planners and you know you think about your life and how it's all supposed to go this is who i'll date this is who i'll marry this is the job i'll have this is where i'll live and we immediately applied that as well to having kids Mm. Um, that was one of the things i really liked about sarah when i first met her she was a, a dance teacher for kids and i would when we were dating i'd visit her at the dance studio and i would just see her and she just had this like magnetic effect with kids. Uh, they just they just loved her. They were just they, they just were drawn to her. And I just was like, man, she is gonna be an awesome mom. That was that was a big that was an important one for me to go. I, whoever I marry, I want them to just be a killer mom and just love kids for them to love her. And so when we felt like you know let's have a little bit of time to just be married and just have you know just be with each other, and then after you know a certain amount of time then we'll have our family. And so then when we felt like, okay, it's go time, let's let's start the family, you just think, yeah, it'll just be a matter of, you know, weeks or months and then we'll we'll be able to tell everybody the news and uh, and just, you know, months go by, years go by and uh, you you start to get really bummed out thinking uh, you think all you go in all kinds of directions with it, thinking, man, uh, maybe Okay, well, you know, there's there's great kids out there that need to get adopted too, and that can be the way to, to start our family. And, and hey, maybe somewhere in that journey, we'll actually get pregnant as well, and it'll be this great combo. Uh, all the way to just a really dark place of man, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with you? Um, and you're not saying that stuff because you don't want to make the other person feel mm. awful, but but you are <clears throat> thinking all those kinds of uh, those kinds of thoughts, and you you get to a point where you're like, maybe I should stop getting my hopes up. And uh, so I then, remember, I remember uh, in our family when yeah. you guys were going through this process, we were all taking bets on who something was wrong with. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the Shell gas station. Sarah wants nachos at eight a.m. Okay, I'm not really overthinking it too much, but she's in the gas station going, "That's probably weird. I should probably also get a pregnancy test." And I go, "Okay, you know, you don't question stuff at that point." <laughs> uh, and so I'm gonna pump some gas. She's getting nachos, and then she's in the grubby, disgusting. Shell gas station, taking a pregnancy test. Meanwhile, I'm pumping Face gas. Face deep in some nachos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Doing the thing, you drop the nacho on the floor of the gas station bathroom, you yeah. pick it up still and good. eat it. Still good. No one sees me. Yeah. <laughs> if you drop a nacho in the bathroom and nobody sees. Is it still gross? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pumping gas, and we've been in this situation so many times where she's taken the test, and then she's bummed out for the rest of the day. So I'm just thinking, man, we're in Washington having to drive back to California. This is going to be a long drive back. I'm trying to think of some encouraging stuff to say, because, of course, you know, we're going to find out we're not Cause pregnant. Because that, that's what you do, Andy. You, yeah. think, you, you spend most of your day trying to think of encouraging things to say. <laughs> you make us look like bad husbands <laughs> at every chance you get. And so um, Sarah comes back. I've just been sitting in the car. Uh, she comes back with the instructions and the stick and she shows me and there's two lines on the stick and she says, what does this mean? And I'm like, 
I don't know. And of course, the instructions are like font six. You know, yeah, you're trying to Mandarin. Yeah, you're trying to read. Covered in nacho what, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? Written in wingdings. Yeah. And you want it to be true, but you're like, I don't want to get my hopes up. But yeah. we, we read it and figure it out enough times in that whole, you know, false positive, uh, false negative thing. And you're, you get all confused. Like, wait, which one is that? And then we, we, we start to like kind of open up to maybe... This actually, I think we're pregnant. It's like you've taken enough false ones. You can't even imagine oh, that you might take one that's You don't even pregnant. want to go there. You Gosh. don't even want to do that to yourself. But you're like, I think this is what this means, right? Right? And then we get to the point where we allow ourselves to like freak out. And we just start screaming and yelling and laughing and <laughs> hugging each other in the car. People are pumping their gas. The cops show up. Looking at us like, what is going on with those guys? And we're just crying and laughing and so excited. And then we actually, so then what was great was we had a really great trip to California from oh. Washington where every every like 10 minutes we just stop talking, silent, and we just look at each other like, babe, I think I think this is happening. Wow. How carefully did you drive? So <laughs> carefully. Like 10 and 2. Um, yeah, so I think for, for us, finding out we were pregnant, we kind of had the same situation as, as Andy and Sarah did. We we went through like a pretty disconcertingly long time of trying to figure out how to have kids, and it just wasn't working out. And, you know, um, I think when you have that problem, I think it's kind of uh, the law of nature that you assume it's the wife's problem. And so, like, as a husband, you're kind of gearing yourself up for, like, okay, so something's going on with my wife, and we're going to have to be, I'm going to be, like, super supportive now and super understanding and then I remember very distinctly, like, that one morning getting the email, and the email was like, no, dude, it's your problem. Mm-hmm. And and finding out, like, I actually had a very rare genetic trait that made having, like, children naturally um, next to impossible. Uh, through people being super generous, we were able to actually afford um, IVF. And so mm-hmm. um, I'll never forget, uh, you know, we, you know, you do IVF, like, the whole implant procedure, and you kind of just wait two weeks to go into your appointment and find out if you're pregnant or not. And, like, those two weeks are super fun and not tense at all. <laughs> and, um, but it, I always, I, I always tie it to this. And, like, it's just the way that memory works. And since I'm a baseball fan, I always tie it to what was going on in baseball at the moment. But it was 2012. And the San Francisco Giants had, like, were having, like, a really great year. Like, uh, I'm a big-time Giants fan. And Buster Posey had just come back off the DL. He had been hurt almost the entire year before. And we had Milky Cabrera and then uh, and Pablo Sandoval. It was like a really great team. And so I'll never forget, like, you know, we traded for Hunter Pence. But I'm going somewhere with you guys, I promise. But Pablo Sandoval was in the DL. So the team kind of still felt, like, incomplete. And I remember, like, the day that Pablo Sandoval came back from the DL was a day that was like maybe like the day before we were gonna go into the doctor and find out, um, take like a blood test and find out if we were pregnant. For that one night, like I remember the Giants were playing the Nationals and like the Giants were like at full, like absolute full on like power. Their lineup was incredible and they like beat, they kicked the piss out of the Nationals. Like it was like this 10 nothing game. And it was just like, this is so great. and. And somewhere in that moment, Amy turned to me and we were watching a baseball game and she goes, I think I just want to go to Target and buy a pregnancy test. And I remember thinking like, that's a, that's like an option? We can just do that? <laughs> and I remember like, let's well, going like, oh, okay. And so we made special care to go to a Target in like two towns over so nobody would see us. I think we I mean, like uh... we, like put on hoodies <laughs> and like aviator <laughs> oh, sunglasses. Like Not wrong. really. Yeah, yeah. We just, we're like, because I'm like, 
You yeah, like those I, glasses with fake mustaches on yeah. uh, the big Like, mask. I don't want anybody from church to see me, like, buying a pregnancy test and, like, that being coming a thing. So we went to a different target. Because at our church, married people aren't allowed to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, yeah. Nothing big, every time a new kid comes to children's ministry, big scandal. Yeah. <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> Who did this? How does this keep happening? So we, we went, um, we went and bought a pregnancy test and we came back home and Amy took a test and it was positive and i was in complete shock because i honestly kind of felt like with the whole way that the the statistics of ivf work out i was like this first time probably isn't going to take mm-hmm. but amy was like dude like this is real like we're, we're pregnant and i remember like dude we're pregnant my favorite baseball team <laughs> is at an all-time like powerful high. I'm like, wearing a hoodie. I'm wearing a hoodie. I got these sweet sunglasses. No, and I just remember like going to bed the night and being like, "Dude, this is great. Everything's awesome." Okay, so next morning, and I swear this happened. The next morning, um, we go into the blood test and we walk into that blood test in the hospital. Like we are just the the kings of everything. You're just like you. I already know you. I already know. I literally was like, um, don't make eye contact. (laughs) Listen, tell me what you think you know, and uh, yeah, we're pregnant. Just (laughs) thank you. Just three people walking into the room right now. So you go in there, and you know, you you do the test, and you're supposed to get a phone call later on in the afternoon. They tell you, you know, your 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 growth hormone count or whatever. And we're just like, (laughs) yeah, give us a call. (laughs) Maybe we'll pick up because we're just like so. We're just so smug about it, and I go back to work, and um, and uh, I look at my phone, and uh, Milky Cabrera had just gotten busted for like steroids, by steroids, the milkman, and he was getting, he's gonna get suspended for the rest of the year, and I was like, oh my gosh, and at that exact moment, Amy called me, and she's like, the doctor called, and they say that we might not be pregnant. That it might have been like a, not a false positive, but it just might have been like a, it's it's not as cut and dried as that. And it was just this extreme high and oh. this extreme low. Mm. And me being like the person I am, I find a way to tie baseball into it. I'm like, yeah, babe. And also, Milky Cabrera got popped <laughs> for steroids. <laughs> so long story short. Um, she's like, and that's code for. She's like, and that's code for I'm the yeah. worst husband in the world. And that's why I need to find a new one. Yeah. Um, long story short, we went through like an agonizing like two more weeks of like having to do constant blood tests, and finally like we found out we were pregnant, and it was incredible. And then three months later, the Giants won the World Series. <laughs> And I cannot believe how consistently you stuck to this Giants metaphor. It, I, I, I've stuck with it because it's very real life to me. Um, and we then we had a baby. And I'll never forget, like, I'll, I'll never forget having a baby. It was pretty awesome. But also, I'll never forget, like, that in, extreme roller coaster ride of, like, thinking you're pregnant and, like, wait a second, you're not pregnant. And then, like, slowly, like, uh, uh, are we? Are we? And, like, I'll look back on that month as being potentially the worst month of my life because it was mm. horrible. But the end result was. A, great Giants team. 2012. 2012 was a great Giants team. Such a good year. B, got a baby out of it. Totally. It's pretty good. Both good. Both good. Uh, well, as the youngest Madsen brother, and Derek, to include you as the brother that I never wanted and have never asked for, oh. uh, I have had for my entire <laughs> life the advantage of watching you guys go before and pioneer all this stuff, and I was able to learn from you guys, and by that mean, and by that I mean the horrible, horrible choices you made in dating and jobs <laughs> and fashion. I'm looking at you, Andrew, who You've were overalls the in your senior portraits. Oh my gosh, the overall phase. 
And Andy, Andy, Andy decided, listen, a normal kid might have one awkward face. I'm an overachiever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have four or five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andy's taking a lot of hits today, man. I so, saw Tyrese in overalls. <laughs> Calvin Klein model, and I was like, that guy looks handsome. Because, <laughs> of course, you know I, who look, I look like? I look Tyrese. just like Tyrese. <laughs> like, exactly. Tyrese As you can tell from my voice. Andrew, you're the Tyrese of our family. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is a good decision. All that to say, hearing these stories from you guys is uh, just another example of how you are paving the way. And for that, I want to say thank you, guys. I kind of feel like Tyler's on the wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well. (laughs) So, as you may know, uh, this podcast is a part of this larger uh, project we're working on called Hey Dad, um, where we are putting together these experiences uh, for dads and their kids that come in a box and show up every month. And so uh, one of the boxes that we're working on right now that I'm super excited about is uh, superhero themed. A couple twists that we put on this, like um, one is that like so much of this box is about uh, just straight up roughhousing with your kids, which is the best. Creating like a little bit of structure around which you can like chase and grab and tickle and throw and do all the things that um, really like every four year old desperately needs from their dad, which is just kind of like beat me up, but like you know in a in a friendly tickle way. but one of the one of the things that is really fun about this box is that we we're doing this thing called Hey Dad Libs, trademark not really, <laughs> actually probably trademark violation if I'm being honest, um, where we craft the kids' uh, superhero origin story, but as Mad Libs, and so you get to like first of all introduce your kids to the glory that is Mad Libs, and mm-hmm. if your kids are anything like my kids, like every single thing is like. Fart. Yeah, totally. Poop. So like, so I'm Captain Poop Fart. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of have to roll no, with it. But you have to say it as an adverb, Gideon. Did you guys get the latest issue of Captain Poop Fart, though? It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it took that that Shyamalan twist at the end. Yeah. I did not see that going. It was written by Brian Bendis. It was really cool. That's a very inside joke. <laughs> is that an actual comic book thing? Yes, it's a yeah. very that's inside a deep, That's only if you're way deep into Captain Poop Fart will you ever <laughs> yeah. get that joke. Well, that's more like origin story stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when he was uh, bit by the radioactive mm-hmm. poop monster. Did you guys ever get into Ultimate Captain Poop Fart? Like that, was, <laughs> like that was a timeline that was like crazy. I think one of the things that makes really mad, really mad is the new Captain Poop Fart's going to be a woman. And oh. listen, that's not oh, the Captain like, Poop Fart yeah. that I grew yeah. up with. Like, like, yeah. These guys are ruining my memories Thanks, of Captain liberal Poop Fart. media. Yeah. Obviously, we're like riffing about Captain Poop Fart, but like I pretty much did this exact thing with my kids where you're creating their origin story based on the character that they picked. And like, like for example, my son Julian was like, my name is going to be Captain Everything is Awesome because he had just seen the Lego movie. Captain Everything is Awesome, also the orange guy from Ninja Turtles and the dad from The Incredibles. And I was like, <laughs> okay. okay. And then I tried to say it and he corrected me multiple times because that was his, <laughs> that entire phrase. The whole thing was his, was his formal yeah. name. Wow. And so you go through that process, then we like put together this sort of this structure where you you take your kid's favorite toy and then you build this laser field that they have to crawl through and then your kid has to come, you know, attack you with these these guns that you make and uh, and sort of rescue their favorite toy. And Derek actually and his yeah. his eldest Atlee uh, have tested this. We did it and it and it and it pretty much devolved into straight up just fighting. Like my daughter, I've talked about this before, my daughter 
is the most she just wants to fight and get hit and get beat up and beat me up and it's just it's hilarious because like she literally would be like dad hit me in the face and it's like no I'm <laughs> like they can't do I that can't, no. I can't. I, the state mandates we live in a very strict state <laughs> some might call it a nanny state um, but uh no she loved it because it was a chance for me like to chase her around the house and like mom couldn't say anything about it because like we're we're this is we're playing a game here. Like I stole the yeah. toy and we're in this. You know, my youngest got involved and it got weird. But I mean, it was, <laughs> my youngest is, the, is a cave kid. But it was, <laughs> cave it, kid. it was so much fun. We, she we had such a good time, and at least still talks about it. It's been like a couple of weeks since she did it, so she's done it nice. for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 it's so fun to see all these dads and kids uh, test these boxes because we're starting to see glimpses of sort of this vision we have where we can create these like amazing memories and magical moments between dads and kids where the dads are actually having a ton of fun too. Like we're starting to see the beginning of that and it's, and it's super exciting. So, so guys, I had a situation the other week, uh, a dilemma, uh, you might call it a dad lemma. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, um, it's, it's late at Patent night. Pending. You've been, uh, you've been, you've been doing the late night dad duty, letting mom sleep, taking care of the baby, and uh, you, you know, fed and soothed. But then, just before you're about to, well, but right before I'm about to put David down, I definitely can smell that he's got a full diaper. And I'm, but I'm thinking, man, he he already fell asleep. I'm tired. Sarah's way more responsible than me. What if I just Put him to bed in the diaper, and then I oh, already had dude, a, I, I already have... I already had a turn, and so then it'll be her turn. And when it's her turn, oh wow, your diapers, his diapers full. Oh, that's crazy. Well, well I mean, I, it's, I it's time for you to change. Is it a that. wet diaper? Oh, it's definitely poopy. Definitely, oh. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, but he's already asleep. No, see, that's I feel like that's the core of the dilemma right there because you're like, like if the diaper was wet, I feel like you could I could probably rationalize like not noticing like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, totally. it's easy for me you know mm-hmm. but i have such a harder time but let's be real though if even if the diaper's poopy and, and kids asleep who who's to say who's gonna know when the kid got that poopy? could have happened yeah, yeah that could have happened well after i put the kid down yeah this is a this is a very real dilemma i've real. lived i've lived this dilemma because there's mm-hmm. a lot of factors here there's number one how sure am i mm-hmm. that my wife is taking the next shift mm-hmm. <laughs> because am i just am i just Giving yeah. my an hour from now, Kevin mm-hmm. misery, mm-hmm. and my kids asleep. What if I I'm trying to be a good dad? Yeah. I change the diaper. Yeah, he I, didn't, I didn't want to wake him up, and then he yeah. can't go back to sleep. But because well, yeah. not just that, there is that that that's like you know the justification you might have to your wife or your partner or whatever. But there's also like, what if I wake him up to change his diaper and then he doesn't want to go back down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I keep thinking like, it, it's hard for me and I'm going to take like the high road here, which is not a familiar thing for me. <laughs> yeah, Derek's <laughs> to, lost. He ended to up go, on like, I think about somehow. the kid, like the, sitting in a in poop, like that's not great for a kid. If you're it's, asleep though. So this is my, <laughs> if you're asleep. So this is my <laughs> question as someone who is not in the diaper changing season of life yet. Is there ever a scenario where not changing the poopy diaper is the better thing for the child? I can't imagine that. No. Like if the, mean, ki- the kid's asleep and you're like, I don't want to wake him up. Is that an actual thing? Or is that a I feel like I'm going to say that's uh, a thing. If they can if sleep through it. If your kid hasn't been sleeping well lately yes, and totally. then you finally got him to sleep, that you're feels like, like a you huge... sleep in anything. This, this is a victory. So we, doesn't you know, we're matter just going to tough happening. it out. There's the other thing to keep in mind, though, is if I'm putting a kid to bed with a poopy diaper, especially if you've just fed them... Mm-hmm. Are you risking a blowout? Yes. 
And if you're risking a blowout, I mean, that's a whole other level. Because mm, yeah. with a bad blowout, mm-hmm. both parents are waking up. Yeah. Mm. It's bad news for everybody. And and mom mom knows. Like, she looks at you. Like, do you see this blowout right now? And, and she sees on your face, like, the guilt. All right, Derek, final ruling. You um, based off of what I believe sitting in poop can do to a kid's skin, including like having rashes and other things like that, I I, I can't in good conscience do it. Even though my kid's the worst sleeper in all of you guys, because for right. instance, all of your kids are sleeping right now, and I guarantee you, mine are at home. <laughs> Probably covered in poop. Most likely. Yeah, I feel like once you frame it that way, that's the only right answer. So I'm gonna say change the diaper too. But I definitely started on the let the well, kids sleep corner. I think I think what the dad lemma of the week is illuminating is it sounds like you guys have all been there, where you've had a serious <laughs> point of going, I could justify it. You can be pretty selfish at two a.m. You're oh not gosh. thinking about what will happen to my kid. You're thinking I. Can't wait to put my head. When you're not on even really pillow. thinking about what's gonna happen in 30 minutes, no. you're very selfish and very right. in the moment. In the moment, for but sure. But I'm very aware of the role that karma plays in all this, and I know that <laughs> if I were to leave it, I just know that I would be the next one to it's get coming it. Like back. It's, it's coming, coming back. It's coming back to me. All right, that's it for episode two of the Hey Dad podcast. A uh, few things. Number one, if you have a dad lemma that you want us to talk about, send it to us. Uh, podcast at heydad.com is the email address and maybe if it's really funny slash we think it's a good opportunity to make fun of you then we'll talk about it in a future show Um, secondly if you haven't already go to heydad.com h-e-y-d-a-d in case you don't know how to spell those two words heydad.com and uh, and sign up and that will allow us to shoot you updates Um, that's where you can sign up to be a beta tester for heydad Um, We'll also ping you when new episodes of the podcast come up. Um, So sign up there at heydad.com. And then lastly, uh, rate and review this podcast. Please, please, please um, leave us five-star reviews. Even if you think we are garbage human beings with bad jokes and poor opinions, leave us a five-star review so that other suckers can come and listen to our podcast, even if you never listen again. Thank you, thank you. And lastly, uh, Derek, why don't you uh, tell the good listeners of the Hey Dad podcast what they can look forward to for next week? Yeah, next week's going to be awesome. Uh, next week, we got the alligator from Peter Pan's going to be here to talk about <laughs> men's rights. <laughs> so make sure. TikTok, guys. TikTok. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, this has been the Hey Dad podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tyler. I'm Derek. I'm Andy. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.